to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. Folks, I'm, I'm stoked about this uh, interview that I got lined up for you today. Uh, I met this gentleman. He became a quick friend of mine. I uh, met a couple months ago at an event. And for all you fathers out there, pay attention to this one. And in fact, grab a grab a piece of paper and a pen, something to write with. You're going to want to take notes on this one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome my friend, David Pissara. David, how are you, my friend? I am fine as frog hair. <laughs> I am so happy to be here. <laughs> this is... This is going to be a good one. I, I freaking love this. David, I, I appreciate uh, your time out of your busy schedule to, to come talk with our, our listeners today. Let's kick this off. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. So I am the most unlikely champion for fathers on a planet. I am a single gay man with no kids. Makes no sense whatsoever, right? Like <laughs> spatially, you're like, what? I, you're a champion for dads? Yeah. Yes. Because I spent 25 years sitting in family court watching men get destroyed. Yeah. Mostly when they're not represented by anybody. When they're trying to self-represent. When they're trying to go in and fight for their rights. And as a consequence, after 25 years, I'm like, somebody's got to do something. And well, somebody is me. So what I've done is I'm trying to create a program and a community of dads who are fighting for their kids and give them the skills they need to be more effective in court. And, and folks, those of you that are listening right now, it means you're already online. So open up another browser. I want you to go to unionofdads.com. Unionofdads.com. David, um, first off, thank you. As, a, as a, uh, a man who was a single father for 15 years, thank you for what you're doing. Um, I look at, at, at this and I, I often ask myself, why do the guys get it so bad in, in court? Why, 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 just why, why is it that they, you know, it seems like every state, you know, in the, in the, in the country, the majority of the states are, uh, very mother friendly, uh, it seems like, and, and this is, you know, mind you, my situation was almost 20 years ago now but even you know even back then it was it was very mother friendly and very very rare did you ever see the father get custody of the kids at all and it, it didn't matter the how good the guy was it just it wasn't happening why do the court or why does this the court systems in the United States why do they favor the the mother so much and and, and not the the fathers is there a certain perception there that that we're missing there's a huge there's a huge there's three main factors okay <laughs> and, and the first is society says mom apple pie and chevrolet like i don't know if you're old enough to remember those commercials <laughs> right but i i'm old enough for like the chevy commercials were like at the end it would be like mom apple pie and chevrolet we just have a cultural bend you know, it, 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 ignoring what the feminists on the on the far left have to say about the patriarchy, yeah, we have a, a societal bent to put moms on a pedestal. We put them above everything, and they can't do anything wrong. And so, as a consequence, we're going in. We already have a mindset that she's the better parent, 
And a lot of men are raised with that belief. A lot of men have this understanding, I think falsely, that moms are automatically the better parent. So we've got societal issue. Okay. Then we've got the, how can a man fight in court against a woman who goes in and says, I'm afraid of him. I'm the victim with the domestic violence restraining orders. Those are a huge factor these days because the way that the domestic violence restraining orders operate, person goes into court and says, I'm afraid of X. Yeah. And the judge's immediate reaction is going to be, okay, keep them apart. Rational reaction. I don't know what's really going on yet. It's a temporary basis. Let's start there. But what it does is it puts the other person on their back foot. So if I've started out by swinging, now you're coming uphill. You've got somebody who's going into court trying to say, but wait, I'm really not that person. Well, you're fighting against a lie. Right. So how do you fight a lie? Those are That's extremely difficult to do on the one. Right. And then thirdly, you've got the men who have this, I can't do that. She's the mother of my children. It's the kryptonite. I was on the, I was doing the zoom session. I do zoom sessions with guys um, like 15, 30 minutes um, just to get an idea of where they're at with their case and, and if my programs can help them. Yeah. And I was talking to this one guy and he was saying, well, my, I've been on child support for the last 18 years with my wife. And I'm like, wait, what? Huh? That doesn't, you're married. You don't have child support when you're married. He's like, well, she put me on child support with our first kid. And when the papers came in, she said, don't worry about it. It's nothing. So I ignored it. Oh, no. So he's got 18 years worth of child support for a kid that he's already paid and supported to live with him once. Now he has to pay again. Wait, how did... Now, is that just a way a lawyer, of her? That, to me, that sounds like she's trying to, but they're married. So is, that, to me, married. that makes me sound like she's trying to get some type of monthly stipend or, or something, and she's trying to do something shady or sneaky. It's completely shady and completely sneaky, and that's exactly what happened. They lived together for 18 years. They raised their kid together. He paid for the mortgage, the food, the utilities, and everything he's supposed to do as a husband. Yeah. All the while, there's this sleeping child support case, and they go get at the end of their marriage. She's like, well, there's all this money that he still owes me for the child support. Child support is saying, well, you've never paid anything. And he's like, why would I pay for anything? The kid was living with me. So now he's got to go fight that battle. Oh, you got to be kidding me. I wish oh, I that is so dude, infuriating am, to hear. Adam, you know me. I'm twisted. I'm not that twisted. Yeah, well, that like, is... I can't come up with that one. I I, like that's the first like I've heard about a lot of shady stuff going on and and and, and listen guys we're not perfect I'm gonna throw us under the bus too like there's there's guys out oh, there yeah. that, that do the same thing but I you know to hear a woman being married it's like okay I'm gonna put this together that that's that was premeditated that was orchestrated that that woman had a plan and and st- you know yeah you know God bless her if she stuck with it for the whole 18 years before they ah. got divorced. That, that's, that's some stuff right there, you know? So my point was men have this kryptonite of, I can't do that to her. Right. 
So I, so I said, okay, so where are we? He's like, we're in the middle of the divorce. She's in the house. I'm paying the utilities. They're in my name. She won't take them out of my name. I'm like, why don't you go to the utilities and take them out of your name if you're getting a divorce? He's like, I can't do that. She's the mother of my kids. Oh, no. no, no. I'm like, dude, like, so if you're not willing to show up and fight for yourself, yeah. I don't think you then have the right to turn around and say, well, the system's against me. Right. It has not, it's, it, it's not the system at that point. This is the one thing I've right. learned. Mind you, those of you that have followed me for, you know, the last half decade or so, it, it, you have to come to the realization that it, once you get over the emotional side of it, you have to go into a business. Now, I don't like saying, like, if you're getting a divorce and you have children, I don't like to say, okay, now it, it's, it's now a business transaction, right? And you have to look at it that way. And I'm not saying it in a sense of your kids are now a business transaction. No, that's not what I'm saying. The, relationship between you and now your soon to be or your now ex becomes a business transaction it's a, it's a partnership or a business partnership there that's that's it because exactly. Exactly. if you start thinking about yourself and everything else and you're not thinking about the kids you got it you have to think about the kids but in order to be present in order to be full and give the kids what you want and and to make sure that they have a good life you have to look out for number one first and foremost because if you're not healthy mentally, it's not going to do any good uh, for anybody. So, guys out there, it, it's not. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, David, but I I honestly think that a lot of the times what happens is ego gets in the way. In a sense yeah. of of like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't need to do that. I'm just going to man up and do this, this, and this. It has nothing to do with manning up or this, this, and this. If if that's the way you think, then you're not thinking about your kids the way you should be. My opinion. One, 25 years is divorce law. 20 of those are focused on men. In, let's say 20 years, two decades worth of cases. Yeah. I live in Los Angeles. There's a lot of women who make a lot of money who are married to men who make less money. No judgment. It's just the way it is. It's just money. In 20 years, I've had, I can, I can think of two cases where the man was willing to take the support that he was entitled to. Men act at their own demise. I literally, I've got guys, and I'm like, listen, you're entitled to a couple thousand dollars a month spousal support. I, I, I can't take that. I, I don't want that. I'm like, why? If the roles were reversed, it would be an absolute oh, down. without, yeah, without a. There's not, no question. You're not a skip of a beat. That's and that's in, in that same 20 years, I probably had. I can think of two women who wanted nothing from the man who came into my office were like. I just need the paperwork done. We're, we're separating. And I'm like, okay. And we just did it and they walked away. But other than that, it's always about money. Yeah. It's, it, folks, again, if you're listening and especially you dads out there, unionofdads.com. Go check it out right now. Unionofdads.com. David, uh, it, you know, you, it's <laughs> kind of bringing up some old memories. Uh, 
you know, that, that are kind of brewing the stuff that I went through. And I, I've been very transparent on this show in the past, and I've said it before. But, you know, when I was going through my divorce and my custody, as you with my, with my son, Little Bird, uh, he, it was one of those things where you, I don't want to say you, you get vindictive and you, you use everything you can to your advantage. But at the same time, you use everything you can to your advantage. It, it, you know, if something, if the other person's doing something wrong, just make a note. I used to carry around, and, and dads out there that are going through uh, similar situations, I, I would recommend uh, you do something like this. But I used to carry around, you know, those wall calendars. I would carry around a calendar. So anytime, uh, you know, there was a scheduled appointment, and if they showed up late, and I'd mark it down if they if they missed an appointment or missed a, a meeting, you know, a, a time with the the child. I would I would write it down. So by the time I went to actual court for the custody thing, I had a whole calendar of just, and, and you could write a book on it. It wrote itself. Right. And I was like, right. listen, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just going to show you this. And I handed it over to the judge, and the judge was just like, this is very detailed. And then looked at her and was just like you're not showing that you're capable of doing anything. And that's exactly what men have to do. You know, in my child custody action plan, I talk about the dad's calendar and it's, and I say like, get a desk calendar and all of the things that you do with your kid, get the receipt, staple it to that day. Just, just staple it to that month, whatever, put it on there so that you've got all that information. So exactly what you're talking about, and I'm saying just up at a level with the evidence, yeah. because when you go in front of a judge, you cannot walk in and be like, I'm a great dad, and think you're going to get 50% custody. I, I, dude, Once I you get to you. know me, you're going to like me. <laughs> here's the deal. There is not a single father who has ever walked into court and said, I'm an alcoholic screw up. Yeah. Give me 50% custody. Yeah. Like Everybody says, I'm a great dad. So as a consequence from the judge's perspective, that's meaningless. Right. That's like saying oxygen is, is part of what we breathe. Like everybody knows. <laughs> this. So you have to go in and you have to be able to show the judge how you're a great dad. Right. Why you're a great dad. And that's what we talk about in child custody action plan. It's like how to get the evidence to show the judge why you're a great dad. Because without it, you're walking into court with nothing, and I guarantee you, you're going to be walking into a firestorm, and it's going to be, he's a negligent parent. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's an alcoholic. He's abusive. He's a drug addict. He doesn't know how the kids should be disciplined. He doesn't know their food allergies. He doesn't know their teachers. He doesn't know their best friends. He's never been to the school. And even if you do know all of that, it's not going to matter. You're walking into court and trying to explain all that to the judge, just orally, judge doesn't have time. Judges already read the papers. Yeah. Judges like, I already made my decision in chambers. Like, forget it, dude. We're out of here. You didn't show up properly. And it, it's so sad. Now, here's where I'm going to throw guys under the bus, uh, I think. I think there's a lot of dads out there that don't show up. And I think I think the biggest thing, and I think one of the things that you're doing with unions of dads, you're, you're, you're creating a community there. If you're out there, if you're listening to this right now, and you're you're a father that's going through a divorce with, with and you have kids, and or, or you've been divorced for a while and you want more time with your kids, show up. 
you have to you the first and foremost you got to look in the mirror and you have to show up and everything that david is just just talking about like if you know you going through the emotional side of it and stuff it sucks i'm not gonna lie i've been through it i'm speaking from experience mind you it sucks going through it but you have to put that aside you got to put your big boy pants on lace up the boots and just be like okay if you're the type of person like i would do anything for my kids then that means you walk barefoot over broken glass and through hell and back twice to ensure that you that you had time with your kids or that you, as much as you can or custody of your kids for that matter. But you, you have to show up. And if you're not taking the notes that we're talking, talking about, like David, like David said, the monthly calendar and stuff like that, if you're not tracking that stuff, you're not doing yourselves any favor. Does it suck doing it? Yep. I hated carrying around a big ass calendar. It looked like fool doing it, but guess what? When it came time for me to go to court, I was happy that I spent six months writing every single note on every single day when when the other parent was supposed to show up and didn't, or they showed up 15, dropped them off 15 minutes early, or showed up 15 minutes late to pick them up, or didn't make a phone call when they were supposed to, or just ghosted without any explanation. Right. It sucks writing the notes, but guess what? It's what you have to do. And if your kids are important, you're not going to question it. You're going to do it, period. And, and, and you had a mindset that, that men need, and that is the mindset that this is no longer my girlfriend, wife, mother of my children. Yeah. This is my co-parent, and we need to do what's best for the child. Yeah. Well, and, and that mindset shift is crucial because many men in the middle of the breakup don't have that mindset. And I understand why, because so many men when they're going, they're in a relationship and then they get blindsided with the paperwork. And so they're actually stunned. They're in shock when all of this litigation is happening. It's all the crucial time when they need to be gathering that evidence. They're just like, what the hell happened? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I don't like, we just had this great weekend. You know, our intimacy was amazing. And I'm like, dude, that was a diversion. Really? Like, like, come on, that was diversion sex. Let's get back in the game and understand that the woman you married, the woman that you're in a relationship with is not the woman that you're divorcing or breaking up with. Right. Yeah. But it's crucial for them to change their mindset. And that, and that's, and that's a, your mindset guys going through this, it, it, you know, we'd be lying to you if you said it was easy because, because it's no, it's it's not not, easy. I mean, it's not easy at all. You know, but here's literally, I had a guy yesterday who's like just like you, Adam. Yeah, big, burly, successful guy works hard in absolute tears because he hasn't seen his kids in four weeks. Can't get a phone call through. It's it's the it's that ghosting that everybody hates, but it's with your kids, See, and that's the thing that bothers me too. I'm glad you brought that up. Here, here's the other thing, and and this is, you know, we're. It, or, we're talking about dads and stuff like that and what dads need to do. Um, and, and this, we're not, you know, women bashing or anything like that. I want to be clear about that. That's not what we're doing, but I am going to say this, whether, whether it doesn't matter if you're the man or the woman doing it, if you're denying the other parent from talking to their kids, you are wrong. 
and there's a special place in hell for people like you. I said it, and I stand by it, because I've seen so many of my friends, uh, you know, military, non-military, people that have gone through divorce with kids, and they're just like, well, I'm going to do this because I'm going to get as much child support as I can from this person or that board. And again, it doesn't matter whether it's the guy or the girl. doesn't matter. does not matter the, uh, which parent's doing it. It's wrong because you're using your child as leverage at that point, and that is not wrong. That's a, that's a shitty parent to do something like that. Again, that's my opinion. My show, I can say it. So it's, 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 that's what I'm going to say. You don't have to like it, but if you're leveraging your kids to hurt the other person, then you are wrong for doing that, period. And you're nicer than I am. Because I look at that and I see abuser. I see terrorist. Yes. Ooh. I see someone who is using a child as a human shield. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just not acceptable. But like this goes all the way back to like Henry V, Shakespeare. Like you never use the children in the battle. Yeah. Like that's against the rules. Yeah. And, and I just, I, I, when that happens, it makes my blood boil because the, 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 the abuser thinks they're hurting the targeted parent. And they are, no question. Right. But the collateral damage done to the child <laughs> is lifelong damage. And, it, and if you think, as a parent, you think, oh, my child's you know, young enough, they're not going to remember this. They, they, here's a, the one thing I absolutely love. I love kids. Um, I, lo I loved being a, a, a dad. You know, I'm, I'm, done having kids at, at this point in my life and I'm certainly okay okay with that you know my son's you know in his 20 he's 20 and I look back and I loved it when he was little because he was such a sponge he absorbed so much you know and I, I had to watch myself it made it forced me to change who I was at that time because there was things I didn't like and things I needed to 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 change and I realized, like, whoa, wait a minute! I, if he's doing that, he's getting that from me clearly, and it, it forces you to to change. And I'm a better man today because of that. Uh, and he's turned out to be a, a very, very uh, good young man. I'm, I'm very proud of him. But if you think, as a parent, that your kids aren't watching what you're doing, <laughs> oh, oh, bless your heart! You're. you're <laughs> Because well, they're going to mirror everything, and they're going to know. Like if you're, and, and and here's the other. I'll say this real quick, David. Is if you're talking bad about the other parent, your kid might not be saying anything to you. But I guarantee, guarantee that that's going to come back and bite you in the ass later on in life because they're yep. they're just taking note, mental notes of it. And, and it may bite you in the ass in ways that you can't even imagine. Yeah. Like you think it may be against you, but the reality is that child being told that their other parent is bad or horrible or a terrible person is also internalizing that because they're from that. Yeah. Apple trees make apples. You can't bash the other parent and not have it affect the child. And, and one of the things that's hardest about this is people think, okay, well, they're only two, they're only like one, they're only three. They're never going to remember this. They're not going to remember the words, 100%, because they're pre-verbal. What they will remember 
is the emotions. Yeah. And the emotions are what are getting hardwired in yeah. the brain. And that is why abuse, when it happens in those early, early stages of development, is so traumatizing and has lifelong implications. Because when a child is put in fear and anxiety at one, two, three, that's creating channels in the brain yeah. that are hard, hard wired. Those are deep channels. And you're going to find when that kid's 20, 30, 40, it's drugs, alcohol, sex, criminal behavior, because they've got this underlying fear and anxiety that stems all the way back. That they didn't realize. And now they're going to be spending play. tons of money in therapy with a therapist trying to figure it out. Like, I don't understand why in this way. And it's like, well, subconsciously, let's go back because it's all that subconscious programming. And again, we're back to mindset. Yeah. What's the mindset of what the person is going through? And you really, that's why this stuff is so, it makes my blood boil because I'm looking at it like you're not actually hurt. You're yes. You're hurting your former partner, Yeah. but the damage you're doing to your kid is going to take decades to undo if it ever gets undone completely. And it may not. Those of you listening, open up another browser, unionofdads.com. David, let's talk about this this union of dads in the, in, in the community that you're trying to create here. Talk a little bit about that. What what's what prompted Union of Dads? You hit it a little uh, on the head a little bit earlier, but kind of elaborate on it. Was this something like you woke up one morning and was like, this is what I'm going to do? It's been an evolution. Yeah. Um, it, it's been an evolution over the years of the last 20 years of working with men and dads going into court and seeing how, A, they don't have the skills to fight for what they're, what's right in right. court. But then B, in the community, they're all isolated. Because so many times what ends up happening is you're in a relationship with mom and happy wife, happy life, even if it's just a girlfriend, happy wife, happy life. I'm going to just abdicate. I'm going to do whatever she says. And then it's all going to be okay. So your fishing buddies, why do you have to go with them this weekend? We've got a birthday party to go to. They're falling away. Yeah. Oh, you can't go hunting that weekend because I've got this. Oh, we've got this going on. You have to be there. And before you know it, you don't have any friends. You have no social network that's independent of her and her friends. Right. Okay. Cool. That works in a small type community so long as you stay together forever. But what ends up happening is the relationship falls apart. You end up being pushed out because all of your friends are actually her friends. Right. And you end up being now a you're going through a, a breakup. You've lost your home life. You've lost your kids. You're probably going through financial distress and you've got no place to share it. So maybe you go on Facebook and you find one of those groups like dad's family support group, whatever. Great. Glad you're there. It's important for you to have that. You need it. The problem with it is this. If you're in a custody battle, your ex is most likely going to create a false persona, get into that group, and track what you're doing online. You're going to have some friend in your Facebook friends page. It's not actually your friend. It's actually your enemy. And it happens a lot wow. because people post things on social media that they don't think is going to be useful in their custody case. And that's how the opposition gets all of their information. So to combat that, I created the Union of Dads community. 
It's a private group. It's off Facebook. And the reason why is because this is guaranteed to be a safe space. Okay. Because I know who's coming in. You don't get in just because you have a, a cute page and three pictures of a man and a dog and be like, I love my kids. No. I got to know that you are actually a dad, that you're actually in a battle, and I know who you are. That's one of the reasons why I created it, because you need to have a place to come and share, to vent, and to find solutions. So we have times when you're going to come in and you're going to talk about how lonely and isolated and hurt and frustrated and pissed off you are. And it's a place to do that. Great. Now, let's get past that. Let's get into action. What do you need to do to get back in the game? You need to have a place to vent. You need that. Right. You also have to be able to have somebody be like, okay, dude, it's time to like buck up now. Let's get back in the game and not beat you up. For having those emotions, yeah, recognize them, validate them, and be like, I hear you. Let's get out of the loss. Let's get into the win. Yeah. So it's like accountability. You see you have accountability buddies in there helping exactly. out as well. Nice. Exactly. This is great stuff, man. I absolutely love love this. And it's so needed. Um, it, it's crazy to see stuff online. And, and even... God, years and years later. I'm still, in fact, I heard one earlier this week where a guy was like, I'm not getting to see my kids because of X, Y, and Z. I don't know what to do. And I was like, hey, if you got questions, man, or you just need an ear, I was like, I've been, I've been there. Just let me know. I didn't hear anything, but it, it's, it's yeah. like, you're, you're not, a, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone, you know, going, going through this. But I wish this, you know, there wasn't anything like this, Dave, when, when, um, when I was going through my stuff back in, you know, 2003, four, you know, yeah. five. So the fact that you're doing this, my hat's off to you much respect. Is, um, and I Thank appreciate you. you doing this because there's, there's so many people. And, and, and obviously, as you know, being a military veteran, there's, there's a lot of this, unfortunately, in the veteran community, in the military community where they go through uh -huh. divorce and you see stuff like this that happens. And, and the guys are just like, I don't know what to do, or I can't do this, or I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm told by the court I have to do this. Okay, I get that you're told by the court, but what did you do to help them make that decision? You know what I mean? And and the, a lot right. of the time, and, and in most cases, I would say, I don't really know the number, but I, I would say more than probably 60% at least really don't have a clue going into. They're just like, I'm getting a divorce. I'm being told what to do. Yep. This, this is what I got to do. And and that what and, and and we're acculturated to do that. Think yeah. about the way a wedding happens. Yeah, she spends fifteen years planning her perfect wedding with all of her friends. Right, every every Friday night over a bottle of wine and some cheese board. Then they spend a year actually planning the actual wedding. Yeah. What does he do? He spends sixteen years drinking beer, having fun, being told buy a ring that costs two months worth of your income. Stupid idea, by the way. Never do that. Give it to her. Now it's hers if she actually marries you. Yeah. Show up, semi-sober, say I do. You are now done with all of your responsibilities. And she's going to get half if it doesn't work out. And, and, and for some guys, they're lucky if it's just half. It's... Oh. 
this so really those of you that are listening as you know this show is a very educational one and this is why i asked uh david to come on today because i, I this is a topic that hits very close to home for for me having gone through it and it, it's it's frustrating to see and again this is nothing against you know the ladies out there that are nothing against women i i love love you ladies out there you you all know that um but but here's the thing if you're going through a divorce right now whether you're the man or the woman do not talk bad about the other parent period i don't i don't care which both of you need to be adults about it and it, and and, that, and that's emotions are high during situations like this and whatnot but for the men specifically for the for the dads you know you have to you have to kind of take a stand and if you want to first first and foremost show up one of the things that really really bothers me is when a man doesn't show up for his kids and you're just like oh whatever it's the kids they always complain they do this that listen that kid those kids are, are just as much your responsibility show up because you hear statistically the reason why a lot of kids are are doing bad or this or that you look at it and it's like oh because the dad wasn't in their life and that and 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 here's the thing some of that might be because the dad didn't know what to do to get the kids yeah and there's a lot of it there where the dads just kind of turn their head and and walk the other direction don't don't be that guy and again for those of you out there dads that are showing up every day first off i salute you god bless you those of you that got questions those of you that need answers, those of you that need a, an ear to listen, I strongly encourage you to reach out to my dear friend David here. He's here to help. That's what he's doing. He's creating this community of dads. Union of Dads. Go check it out. Unionsofdads.com. David, we're coming up on time. Anything else you want our listeners to know? I do. Um, as one of your listeners, they get a special discount oh, okay when they when they join my union of dads all right so they go to unionofdads.com and they scroll to the bottom and they decide like i i want to do this i need help i need to go to dad's law school i need to get the child custody action plan i need to learn about discovery and evidence and contempt i need to learn how to represent myself in court yeah i want to join this so instead of the 97 dollars a month it is they're going to get 20 percent off and they use coupon code hero one Hero, the number one, they're going to get 20% off, which takes it down from 97 to about, I think that's like $79 ballpark. And in that, they're going to get all four courses in my dad's law school. They get twice a month meetups with me where I'm going to be there live. We're going to answer questions. They're going to have email support. They can join my text group because I've got a text group that goes out sort of daily, four times a week, basically. Of just short 142 characters. Hey, I know no one said thank you lately, but thank you for all you do. Have a great day. It's just little stuff yeah. to keep you moving forward when you're going through this because it's brutal. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that. How cool is that, guys? How cool is it? Go to unions of dads, unionofdads.com right now. And if you join um, the month uh, for the monthly, uh, 97, 20% off using promo code HERO1. HERO1. Go check it out. David, 
man, I, I appreciate you so much, brother. I, I do. And thank you Thanks, so Adam. much for spending time with us today. My pleasure. Appreciate all you do. Absolutely. Folks, that's all the time that we have today. This is awesome. Go check out Union of Dads. And if you're looking to join up, make sure you use uh, Hero One as the promo code. And before we let you go, also go check out our parent network, Heroes Media Group. Go check out all the great shows over there, all the new content that's coming up. And if you're a podcaster or an author, reach out to us. Go to info at heroesmediagroup.com. Send us an email there, and we'll get you on the platform as well. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.